Hello to everyone. Today's daf is Mem Gimel. We're starting six lines from the top, still in the sugyas of what's considered a kvias in order to allow one person to make a bracha for everyone. Says the Gemara, Amar Rav, Shanu Elapas, bread, the boy Haseba, you need to have Haseba reclining together to allow one person to make a bracha. Well, Yain, Loi Boy Haseba, wine doesn't need everyone to do Haseba, and therefore you can have one person making the bracha for everyone, even though they're just sitting together. Rabbi Yechon Amar, Afil Yain Nami Boy Haseba, wine does need Haseba. Ikeda Amri, some say it's the opposite. Amar Rav, Shanu Elapas, bread, Demahanyale Haseba, that reclining together helps to create a kvias. Even if everyone was reclining together, that doesn't create a kvias for wine, and therefore, one person is never allowed to make a bracha for everyone on wine. Even Haseba will help for wine. Meisvei, I'll ask you a question. Here's a description of how they used to have a suda back in the day. Ketzad Seder Haseba, what exactly was the process of a suda? Guests would walk into the house, sit in the ante room on benches and on chairs. Until everyone got there, the servants would bring them water. Everyone would wash one hand, the hand they were going to accept the goblet of wine in. They would be brought wine. Everyone makes their own bracha. Now, they'd get up and they'd go into the next room and they would recline on these reclining benches, bed type of things. And then more water was brought to them. Even though everyone already washed one of their hands, now everyone washes both hands because now they're going to be eating with both hands. Now wine is brought to them again. Even though everyone already made a bracha for himself previously, now they need another bracha and one person makes a bracha for everyone then. For everyone else. So now the Gemara says, hold on. The Amar Rav will feed the first Lashon that we said in Rav, that this only exists by bread, the Bay Haseba, that you need to have a Seba, and if you don't have a Seba, one person is not allowed to make a bracha for everyone. Wine doesn't need Haseba, and even though everyone's just sitting together, one person's allowed to make a bracha for everyone. Kasha the Reisha is a problem. The Reisha, we said everyone's sitting on benches and chairs, and everyone has to make their own bracha. So the Gemara says, no. Shani Archim didatayu lemiakar. Since all these guests that are sitting here have das that they're going to end up going into the main dining hall. So right now, no one has das to be sitting together as one cohesive group and everyone's just drinking their own wine by themselves. Kind of like a little cocktail party where everyone's just sitting and hanging out. And therefore, Rav only says that one person makes a bracha for everyone, either if it's not time of a suda at all, or if it's at the time of the suda in the proper place of the suda. But this is at the time of the suda, but not in the proper place of the suda. So that's why it's like a one-off that everyone's got to make a bracha on their own. And now, that it's only bread, that Haseba helps to create a kvias. But wine, even if everyone is masive together, that doesn't create a kvias. And therefore, one person is never allowed to make a bracha for everyone on wine. So Kasha Seifa, the Seifa is a problem because the Seifa told us that once they went into the main dining hall, one person makes a bracha for everyone on the wine. The Gemara says, Shani Hasim, that's different. Since they were sitting down and they were going to have bread, and so the bread Haseba helps, so they now can take that Haseba that they're doing for bread and attach it to the wine, and that's how one person's allowed to make a bracha for everyone on wine. But usually, one person's not allowed to make a bracha on wine. These two different Lashanas in Rav.
Continues the Gemara right there. Balahem yain b'sayichamazayin. If wine comes in the middle of the suda, so then everyone makes their own bracha. Shalom is ben zayim, and that's ben zayim. Name my omru balahem yain b'sayichamazayin. Kolachevachin varchal atzmai. Why is it that when wine comes in the middle of the meal, one person, everyone has to make a bracha by themselves? Balachamazayin. If it comes after the meal, achin varchal kulam. One person can make a bracha for everyone. Amrulam. He told them halvim b'sabli apanui. Literally, because your throat's not open, which means you're busy eating, so you can't concentrate on his bracha, so you don't have in mind to be yitz with his bracha. Therefore, you have to make your own bracha when wine comes in the middle of the meal. Continues the Gemara of Hu Aymer al-Mugmar regarding that the person that made the bracha on the wine at the end of the meal, he also makes it on the incense that comes after benching. The Gemara says, Megatani of Hu Aymer al-Mugmar that he says it on the incense, Mechal de'ikot adif midei, that implies that there's really someone better than him, someone more chasha that could have made the bracha, but he's allowed to make the bracha. Va'amai, why is that so? Helvahu natal yad of chila He was the first one to wash my machreinim, so he should be allowed be the one to be allowed to do all the subsequent mitzvahs at the end of the meal. Some take out this last line that we just read and that it's not part of the gears of the Gemara. So the Gemara says, and you're right, there's a proof for Rav, the person that washes his hands first, he's the one that gets to make the bracha, meaning he gets to make the bracha on benching, he gets to lead the zimun, and therefore he also gets to do any other mitzvah that has to do with the end of the meal that also has to do with mugmar, making a bracha on the incense. Here's the Gemara. Rav, Reb Chia, Havu Yasu, Kamei, Rebbe, Besudasa. They were sitting in front of Rebbe Huda, Nasi, at a Suda. Amali, Rebbe, the Rav. Rebbe told Rav, Go wash your hands. So Rav Chiyu saw that Rav, Mirtas means afraid or agitated or, or bothered. Amali, Rav Chia, Rav Chia says, Bar Pachsi, which means Ben Gedolim, you're a great man. Why are you bothered? It seems to be, Rashi explains, that you're bothered that maybe you had dirty hands and that's why he told you to wash your hands. You taking too long to eat, so he told you to go wash your hands. Let's finish up already. No. He's just telling you to pay attention to Berchaz HaMazin, meaning you're going to be the one to lead Berchaz HaMazin. A proof for this thing is the first person that washes their hands, he's the one that has the schos of leading benching for everyone. When is it that you make a bracha on incense? What's the proper time? From when the smoke starts going up from the incense, then you make a bracha of besamim. But he didn't smell anything yet, so how can you make a bracha? According to your reasoning, Bracha on bread, the mevarech, v'huloy achal, he didn't make a, he didn't eat any bread yet, and you're still making hamoitzi. His das is, I'm just about to eat this bread. His das is that I'm just about to enjoy this fragrance and smell it, therefore he makes a bracha, and then he smells it. The Gemara continues about fragrances. All incense, because they come from wood, so you say, except for musk, because it actually comes from a live animal. There's actually a type of a deer called a musk deer, and there's some sort of um, there's some sort of oil or something that they take from it, and they make a smell called musk. So make a because it doesn't come from wood. The only thing you make atzei besamim on is ala ala farsamayin shall base rebi, ala farsamayin shall base kesar. Farsamayin is either persimmon or balsam wood that comes from Rebbe's house, Rebbe Udanasi's house, or the Caesar's house. Again, it doesn't have to be that it comes from their house, but since they were very, very wealthy, and this is very expensive wood, so therefore it comes from someone's house like that, someone very wealthy. Valahadas 
in on Hadassim, Shabuchomakim, anywhere you find Hadassim. Again, Rashi explains it's not specifically Hadassim, but it's any wood that smells very pleasant, the wood itself smells pleasant. That's the only thing you make a bracha, Atse Besamiman. Not all Mugmares, all types of incense. So the Gemara says, Tiyufta, you're right, you'd only make it on a pleasant smelling wood and not just any incense. Here's the Gemara, Amalei Rav Chizda, Rav Yitzhak, Chaim Mishchad Afar Samayin, Afar Samayin oil, Maim Evarkin Elevei, what bracha do you make in it? Amalei Hachi Am Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, you're supposed to make Bayrei Shem and Artsenu, blessed is one that creates the oils of our land. Rashi explains that Yerichai, its name comes from Reach, a pleasant smell, and in Yerichai, many Afar Samayin trees would grow. So we're thanking Hashem for our land, Yerichai, producing such wonderful smelling spices. Amalei, Barmanei Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda's opinion is not counted here. The Chavivale Eretz Yisrael, because he is, Eretz Yisrael is so beloved to him, so he has this bracha that he would like to make. But what about Lekuli Almamai? Everyone else that doesn't have such a deep, intense love for Eretz Yisrael, what bracha would we make? Amalei, Hachem Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan says, Bayre Shemen Arev, that he creates pleasant smelling oils. Amrav Ada Barava Haikasharta, this spice called Kaisht, which is one of the eleven spices in the Ktairis, Mavarchan Alve Barh Atse Bisamim, you make an Atse Bisam. Avomishka Kavisha, but oil that the Kaisht was placed in and soaked in, and therefore it obtained its good smell from just soaking in it, lay, then you want to make a bracha, atzei b'sam. Even this oil, you want to make atzei b'sam. But if I ground up kaisht and placed it in the oil, and that's how it got its smell, lay, then I want to make atzei b'sam. And Ardai Amri, they say, even if I ground it up and put it inside the oil, I'm making atzei b'samim. Mem Gimel Amar Bey is on the top. Amrav Gidol Amarav. Hi Simlak Jasmine. Mevarchan Alei Yilavei Baryat Besamim. You make an Atzei Besamim. Amrav Chanan Amarav. Hani Chilfi Diyama. Chilfi Diyama is Shibel Snared, which is another one of the spices from the Ketiras. Mevarchan Alaihu Baryat Atzei Besamim. Now these two things that we just mentioned, Jasmine and Shibel Snared, they're not actually Eitzim trees. They just grow very tall and strong like flax, so they're similar to trees. And Marzutra now explains, our Marzutra, Micra, we have a Pasuk that tells us, even though there's something not a tree itself, I still would say Atze on it if it grows strong, like Pishtun, like flax. We have a Pasuk, Magaga, she brought them up to the roof, but Titmenem, and she hid them, the Pishtel Eitz, in the woods of flax. So we see the flax, Pishtun, is called Eitz. It's talking about Rachav was hiding in two spies, Yeshua and Kalev, when they came to check out Yerichai, and the king sent out messengers to try to capture them and kill them, so she hid them on her roof in the woods of flax. Okay, the Gemara says, Vaita, Rav Misharshi Omar, Hai Narkum, a rose, the Ganunisa, if it comes from a garden, because it's a very strong stem, but if it grows in the wild, in the field, you only make isve because it's more like a grass that has a softer stem. Amar of Sheshas Hanisi Gale, violets, right? Violets, the word segal or segol means purple. So sigale is violets. Again, because they have a very soft stem and they're not a wood. If a person smells an esreg, or a quince, Hashem put a wonderful smell in fruits. And a person goes out during Nisan, and he sees a tree blooming, that Hashem did not make anything lacking in his world. He made good creations, and good trees, in order so that we can derive pleasure from them. How do you know you're supposed to make a bracha on fragrance in the first place? Shinamar the Pasuk says, Call Hanasham and Taluka. The whole soul will praise Hashem. What is it that the 
soul gets pleasure from and the body doesn't, that the soul is praising Hashem and not the body. That's smell. Smell is a ruchniyastika thing and not a gashmiyastika thing. So that's what we're that's our source for making a bracha on reach. The Bechuri Yisrael, the young men of Yisrael, will give off a pleasant smell like the Levonin, the Lebanon, whatever this is referring to. Shnei when the Pesach says, The young will go forth, and their beauty will be like an olive, and their aroma will be like the Levonin. That he made Everything beautiful in its time. What does that mean? Beautified everyone's craft or their job in front of him. There's a unique beauty that everyone finds in their own job that they have that other people can't necessarily imagine doing that person's job. Hashem created that so that every single thing in this world that needs to get accomplished is going to be able to get accomplished by a person of that nature who loves that job. And Omar of Papa, Papa says, This is what people say. If you hang a palm shoot on a davar acher, which is a chazer, meaning you want to give him something fine and tasty to eat, he's just going to take it and drag it through the mud because he's a chazer. So everyone has their own job the way they appreciate it and the way they do it. It, and this is a wonderful, unique thing from Hashem. Continues the Gemara. Amrav Zuchibartuvio Amrav Avuka Kishnayim Viareach Kishloisha. A person should not go out alone at night. However, if a person is going with a torch, it's like there's two. And if there's a moon outside, then it's like there's three. The Gemara asks, Is it like two, which means him and the torch is like two people? That the torch is like two separate people, and he is like a third person. Tashma, the Gemara says, That a moon is like there's three people. Now, That him and the moon means together there's three people. This makes sense. If you're going to say that the moon is three besides for him, meaning there's four people outside, what do I need four for? And now we're going to understand this whole memory of Ha'amar Mar. Mar says, don't go outside at night. Why not? Because if there's one person out at night, you're alone, near us, so a shade will appear to you, umazik, and damage you. L'shnaim, if there's two people outside at night, nira, he'll appear to these two people, v'ene mazik, he won't damage them, meaning they're just going to have nightmares because they saw a shade. And l'shleisha, if three people are outside, ene nira, kal iker, he doesn't even show himself to those people. So what's the point of having four people? Three people is the max. And more than that, a shade is not going to come. So the Gemara says, you're right. It must be that a torch is like Two people, the torch and him together is two people, and the moon is together with him and the moon is three people. Here's the Gemara of Amrav Zachubar Tov Yomarav, Amrila Amrav Khanabar Bizna, Amrav Shem Chasida, for Amila Sem say it's Amrav Yechel Mushem Mushem Rechai. Noyach Loyal Adam Shiapal Atmo Sech Kivshan Esh, it's better that a person throws himself into a fiery furnace while Yalbim Penechavir Barabim, and he shouldn't embarrass his friend in public. Minalan, where do we know this from? Mitamar, from the story of Tamar, Shenemar, it says, he says she was being brought out. Vagaymer, what was the story? After the sale of Yosef, Yehuda went, left his brothers, and married a woman. He had three children, Er, Oynan, and Shela. Er married a woman named Tamar. He died, and then his brother, Oynan, married this woman, Tamar, and he too died. Tamar really should have married Shela because of Yibam, but Yehuda was hesitant to marry Tamar off to Shela, so he sent her back to her father's house. When Shela grew up, Tamar saw that she wasn't marrying Shayla, and so she says, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. She dressed up like a Zaina and she lured Yehuda in to be with her. Yehuda was with her. He did not know that it was Tamar. And the payment that he gave her in order to be with her was his chaysam, his psil, and his mata. 
And now she became pregnant because of this union with Yehuda. And when they found out that Tamar, his daughter-in-law, became pregnant, they thought that she was just Mizana with someone random. So they told Yehuda she was Mizana. She really should have married Shayla. She was Zakuk Tayyibam. So he, who was the Av Bezin of that place where he was in, said, okay, so she has to be killed because she was Mizana. And she was, once she was being brought out to be killed, she could have said, Yehuda, you were the one that did this to me, but she would have embarrassed him. Instead, she said, who, whoever this Chaisim Psil and Mata belonged to, that's who made me pregnant. And now Yehuda had the ability to own up and say, it was me. So we see that she was going to go into the Kishana Eish because Yehuda had said that she should be burned. It's better to go into the Kishana Eish than to embarrass your friend, where in this case, to embarrass Yehuda. Incredible to be able to learn from Tamar. Continues the Gemara Vaitar, Tan Rabbanan, Hevi of Shemen Vahadas. They brought oil and hadas in front of the people that were sitting and eating. You make a bracha on the fine smelling oil then you make a bracha on the hadas. No. Then on the oil. I'm going to make the decision. We get two benefits from it. It smells very wonderful and you can anoint yourself with it. Hadas, a hadas, l'recha zechino, we were to have a pleasant smell from it, we don't have hadas oil, and therefore, you make a bracha on the shaman first, and then the hadas. Amar Vyechan, Vyechan says, the halacha is like the one that made that decision that we're actually going to go like Beishamah in this case. Rav Papa Ikel, Lebei Rav Huna, Braid Rav Ika, Rav Papa visited his house, Aizu Kamayu Shemen Vahadas, they brought out oil and hadas. Shakar of Papa, Rav Papa went, Brich Ahadas Barisha, he made a bracha on the hadas first. Bahadur Brich Hashem, then he made a bracha on the oil. Amrle, Lasavalamar, Halacha Kedivir Machria, you don't hold the halachas like Machria, which means that you should make a bracha on the oil first. Amrle, he said, Hachema Rava, Rava said, Halacha Kebes Hill, the halachas like Bes Hillel, and Velaihi, Mingmar says it's not really true. Lishtemute Nafshi Huda Avad, really the halachas not like Rava, really Rava didn't say the halachas big like Beis Hill. It's just that Rav Papa was embarrassed, so he made up and said the halachas like Beis Hill. Many Mepharshim, the Bach, Gra, Rif, and others are not Gairus' last line that he made this up. Because Hayitachin, that Rav Papa is going to make up something that's not true just because he's embarrassed. So many of them are not Gairus that last line, and that it really is true that Rav said the halachas like Beis Hill, and that you actually make a bracha on the Hadas first and not on the Shemen. Says the Gemara Vaiter, Tan Rabban, Hevilof name Shemen Viyayin. At the end of the Suda, they bring fine smelling oil and wine. You hold the Shemen in your right hand, and the wine in your left hand. First, make a bracha on the oil, and then you make a bracha on the wine. Basil says the opposite. You hold the wine in your right hand, and the oil in your left hand. Make a bracha on the wine, because that's in your right hand, and then on the Shemen. What do you do with the oil now? You smear it on the head of the Shamash, and we're going to explain in a second why. If the Shamash is a Tamrachach, the servant is a Tamrachacham, then you smear the oil on the wall. Why don't we sh- you smear it on yourself? Because it's an embarrassment for Tamrachacham to go out into the marketplace, meaning to go out in public smelling fine from fine smelling oils. So therefore, he only makes a bracha on the smell, but he doesn't actually smear it on himself. Now the Gemara is going to explain this halacha in greater depth. Tan Rabbanon, Shishadvarm, Genaila, Tan There's six things that are embarrassment for a Talmud Chacham. He should not go out fragranced to the marketplace. He shouldn't go alone at night. Don't go out with patched shoes. Don't speak with a woman in public. Don't sit with a chabura, a group of people that are amiratsim. Don't be the last one to come to the base magic. Some say, Don't take large steps. 
zakufa and don't walk with an upright posture. Now the Gemara explains each one. Don't go out with a fine smelling smell on you to the marketplace. This is only when they're chashed that males used to anoint themselves with fine smelling oils in order to attract other males. But if it's not a place like that, then it wouldn't be a problem. Also, this is only if he puts it on his garments. If he puts fine smelling things on his body, a Ka deodorant. So then Zayama Avrile, he's just trying to get rid of the the sweat, and that's not a problem. Amrav Papa Vasari Kabigdai dummy that his hair is like his baguette, so he shouldn't put fine smelling things on his hair. Some say it's like his body, that he is allowed to put fine smelling things on his body, on his hair. What about Don't go alone at night. Because they're going to think that he's going to do an Avera with a woman. But this is only if he doesn't have a set time. That means he doesn't have a set Chavrusa. He doesn't have a night Seder. But if he has night Seder, he has a Chavrusa. Everyone knows that he's going to his Chavrusa. And it's not a problem. Don't go out with patched shoes. It's embarrassing to go out with Patched shoes. Gemara says, "Any is that so?" Rav Chia Bar Abba Nafik. He went out with patched shoes. Rav Zitzur Brei Rav Nachman. You're right. Betulai al Gabetulai. He shouldn't go on with when there's one patch on top of another patch. But one patch is okay. And also Vilay Amran al Binafta. That's only when it's on the top of the shoe, so you could see it. Aval Begilde. But if it's on the sole of the shoe, you can't see it. Less than but it's not a problem. And also Binafta Vilay Amran. Even when it's on the top of the shoe, it's not a problem. El Burcha. That's only when he's walking along the way. Aval Bebeso. But if he wants to walk around with patched shoes in his house, less than but there's no problem. That's only during the summer when his shoes are clean and you can see his shoes. But if it's the winter, so he's walking in mud and dirt, so you can't even see his shoes because it's covered in mud. Less Lambad, and there's no problem with walking out with patches on his shoes. Don't speak with a woman in the marketplace. Even if it's his wife, because not everyone's going to know it's his wife, and they're going to suspect him of talking to some random woman. Even if it's his wife, even it's his daughter, even it's his sister. People don't know his relatives, so they think he's talking to a random woman, and that's inappropriate for a Talmud Chacham. And don't sit in a Chabur of Amir Aretz. My time, why not? Maybe he's going to end up being dragged after them and get influenced by their uncouth ways. You shouldn't come in the last of the Mishum They're going to call him negligent. Rashi explains they're going to call him lazy. And Talmud Chacham doesn't want to be called lazy. And we had another girsa al don't take large steps. Big steps take away one five hundredths of a person's eyesight. If a person did take big steps and now they have some of their eyesight is has been dimmed, how can they fix this up? They should be careful to drink Kiddush wine on Friday night and that's going to help them with their eyesight. A person shouldn't go with an upright posture. A person goes with an upright posture. Even just Dalad Amis, Kilu Daichik Raga Shechina. It's like he's pushing away the legs of the Shechina. Dechsev Mali Chal Arutz Kavaydei. The whole world is filled with Hashem's glory. And this person, by walking with an upright posture, it's a little bit haughty to walk with like a straight upright bearing with your nose in the air. And that's like you're pushing away the legs of the Shechina. You're trying to show that you're important and not Hashem. Everyone should have a wonderful, fantastic, incense besamim filled day.